Hey out there, everybody, and welcome to Caffeination 524. This is the Pi Day special. We have a whole bunch of fun news to talk about. Already the show's getting off to a little bit better start than the one about five to ten minutes ago did. <laughs> uh, my daughter was crying a little bit, so we had to do a little bit of a reboot. But uh, I think we got a lovely show lined up for you today. Uh, I am Paul. This is Steve. And we are both ready to attempt to try and give you the absolute best in uh, caffeinated news and uh, technology bits and pieces. Uh, we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We have numerical goodies. We have a little bit of uh, coffee geekery thrown in. We have some video game love and uh, even some Ford stuff, believe it or not. Mm. So there's a lot of really uh, fun little things to talk about. Hopefully uh, you'll find all this interesting if you are looking for this or if you're ever looking for anything in the realm of geekery that encompasses all that is the caffeination that is caffeine culture and technology news, please feel free to head on over to www.caffination.com. That is caffeination.com. That's pretty much where everything is. Uh, I, if you're looking for me over Twitter, I am caffeination, or you can you know email us, Twitter us, uh, do whatever else, send comments, feedback, suggestions hate mail uh, i was telling steve as we tried to do this before i've been having some problems actually trying to get the number for this episode out because i kept trying to say because the number 3.14 is all over absolutely everything that we're talking about today kept trying to make sure that i wasn't going to mess up and say that is the episode number but uh how many digits to, on pi do you know usually three three just 3.14 yeah, see, well, that's all i need that, that's pretty bad hey so, <laughs> I got 3.14159265358979, and I think there's either a 3.2 or a 3.6 after that. I can't remember. But it's just one of those things where it just got stuck in it. I, I know somebody who, I think my cousin actually knew it out to like 100 decimal places mm-hmm. for like something in high school or something. But there's like this really strange rhythm that actually kind of goes through it. <laughs> so, with 3.14, uh, March 14th, today is also White Day. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit, about that what that exactly means. Twitter was blowing up and all kinds of fun stuff about that one. Uh, but what did you do, Geeky, this week, sir? Uh, let's see, a little riddle. I read a little more of uh, World War Z, and I think I spent four nights uh, looking through a new website I found at oneloop.com. Nice. And what exactly does that one look like? Uh, It's just a bunch of different memes and, you know, funny pictures. There's 250. Right now, there's 252 pages, and I've seen every single one of them. (laughs) So you were busy, huh? Uh, I was real busy. That's pretty cool. (laughs) All right. Uh, what I did, Geeky, this week is what's actually showing up on the screen, hopefully, right now. I actually redesigned, spent a lot of time, and actually redesigned Puzzle Piece Productions. That is the uh, the people that run and uh, sponsor this show, basically my company uh, that does web design, graphic design, logos, and podcast help, and all that other fun stuff. Uh, spent a lot of time redesigning that. I don't know, like... 17, 18 hours just on the main theme, and then like the rest of it was in the tiny little minutia. And it's not entirely done yet. The contact form keeps failing, but it, you know it's it's a lot of really uh, interesting stuff. And every once in a while, when you get up to your eyeballs and code, you're like, and you you start to weigh, and somebody asks you a different question that has absolutely nothing to to do with that. You start seeing like codes and snippets in in, in your sleep. So I actually had a dream this week that I was recoding my website. That's how bad it was. So. But uh, yeah, the, the the company is uh, well on its way to to actually you know full legitimacy. Uh, we have a business license to operate here in the uh, Philadelphia <laughs> area. Just got that in the mail today. 
Uh, so it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. So uh, I'm kind of excited about that one. So you head on over to PuzzlePiecePro.com. Should you be in need of graphics, web, logo, or any other kind of design or uh, help or consultation in that kind of area, still working on all the actual copy over there. But it's it's uh, it's it's coming together slowly. Nice. Uh, that's about it for Geeky this week, though. I, I was kind of hoping that I was going to get a lot more done. Didn't even play a whole lot of video games. But we did talk a lot about what exactly Pi is, and if you write Pi backwards, it's actually 3.14, slightly. Hmm. So if you flip everything around, mirrored, 3.14 is Pi mirrored. But the real kind of Pi, not the fake kind of Pi. So you know, your mind is now blown, officially. We're going to have to clean it off the wall later. Yeah. Please. All right. <laughs> So uh, there's some fun things that are happening out in the interwebs. Uh, Ford is actually celebrating uh, Pi Day by giving away free math. Uh, we were talking a little bit about this earlier. I, I really kind of like this. This is pretty cool. Uh, today, Pi Day, Ford actually uh, logged into Reddit and had their engineers posting starting at 11 a.m. I don't know why 11 actually started. But uh, they started at 11 a.m. And every 3 minutes and 14 seconds, they uh, posted a math problem. And, you know, you would win Reddit gold for the first person to answer it correctly. So they had to prove their geek cred on the engineer's side by coming up with actual difficult uh, questions. And the other thing is that they will be offering a total of 42 questions, which I thought was just relatively cool. So I don't know how it went. I didn't get a chance to check that out. But uh, you got to give big props to uh, the guys over at Ford for actually coming up with something kind of new and innovative. I mean, I've seen a lot of other things that were kind of just hackneyed attempts or half, half rear-ended attempts of actually trying to do something for today, but nothing really came off as actually new and innovative. So, yeah, math's fun. Math is cool to certain people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a math guy, so to speak. No, I'm smart enough with math. It's just... You're smart enough with the maths? That's right. You got your pluses and your minuses? That's right. And the divisions. Ah, you can divide by zero. (laughs) That's how... That's the kind of swag Steve has. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I divide by zero and get an answer. (laughs) That's right, ladies. Come back to my house and I'll show you how to derive. That's right. (laughs) You know, you should never drink and derive. Yeah, I know. (laughs) All right. We we have a a fun little thing coming up next. This is all Steve. That's right, uh... What we're doing is we're giving away a copy of The Darkness 2, which I did get a chance to uh, play and review, which we'll uh, get into not too long from now. And uh, in order for you to get a copy yourself, all you got to do is just uh, send an email to caffeination at gmail.com with the subject line, The Darkness. And uh, you could put whatever you want in the, uh, in the uh, what is it, the, um, the, the body. body. The body. Man, <laughs> I yeah. got a body. Come on. Yeah, you could beg, plead, and do whatever you want with that body. Just because uh... <laughs> you got to try That's a right. little tender now. <laughs> but yeah, to get your copy, just uh, send us an email. Yeah, it's it's a really fun game so far. Uh, we'll get to the full uh, full blown review in a little bit. But I've already gotten some really fun kind of uh, suggestions in there and some uh, fun little responses. So make sure uh, that we have it for PS3, Xbox 360, or PC. So if you are a fan of any of those platforms and you'd like to get all up-ins on this contest, please uh, shoot an email off to caffeination at gmail.com. Begging actually does help, and uh, we're going to be reading some of the best responses uh, next week. (laughs) So uh, send them in by 9 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time now. Daylight. Okay. Because we're in the daylight section. Right. 
We're no longer standard. No. Just a little off center. And now Two you, hours forward. And now you know. And knowing's half the battle. Go, Go Joe. Joe. <laughs> All right. So moving right along. Today is also actually White Day. Now, here's the funny thing about this. I did not know that today was White Day. Uh, White Day is a festival that is held in southeastern Asia. From Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, China. It's on March 14th, 14th, one month after Valentine's Day. It's where the man in the relationship gets candy from the female in the relationship. This is a nice thing. Did you get candy? No, I didn't get candy. (laughs) But then again, my wife is not from that area, so that's perfectly fine. But the funny thing is, as this started trending on Twitter, you had a whole bunch of people saying, What do you mean, White Day? Every day is White Day. (laughs) And then you had people on the other side saying, Oh, you know what? There's there's African American History Month. Why do do we not? Why isn't it okay if we don't get a day? And it turned into this really racially charged hate fest that just lasted for a little while. At least on my dashboard, it was kind of crazy. But... (laughs) It's actually a celebration for love. So uh, you got the Valentine's Day, you got the White Day, and then, believe it or not, April 14th is a day called Black Day. That's a day where all the singletons get together and they have dinner. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. That's apparently only in South Korea. And I don't know what May Day is. Maybe that's green. Maybe May 14th will be Green Day, and that's if you're jealous of somebody else in a relationship. And then it could go on down, you know, if you're angry, that'll end up being June, you know, all the way down. till we're back to December and February again. All I, I, all I know is that I got candy today. You did? I did. How did you get candy? I get candy every day. That's awesome. <laughs> there you go. Well played, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, now, the next thing uh, that, that we had to, to talk about... Pi is one thing. Pi is a very special number, non-repeating. It goes on into infinity. Uh, Prime is another thing. There's going to be a special uh, treat to anybody who sends us uh, which two Prime episodes we actually just recorded. But you can't look it up. No wikis. So it's it's an honor system. So if you know and you send us an email after you hear this, I'll be very impressed and you might end up getting something. But uh, if if you rock a wiki, I'll know. And uh, yeah, so so what else are, are the numbers that we're now looking for? Uh, we are looking for the Niven number. Am I correct? I, I believe it's called the Niven number. The Niven number. And what this is is actually the sum of all digits when written in that base. So it's like for 12. 12 is a Niven number because 1 plus 2 is 3. And 3, the sum of those uh, digits, is actually a divisor, an even divisor of the whole number as a whole. So 12 divided by 3 is 4, which is a whole number. That therefore 12 is a Niven number. That, it just really starts to freak you out. But like then it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. Since this is episode 524, so that means 11. So 11 divided by, you know, 524 divided by 11, is that is that an even integer? No, no, it isn't. In fact, it's so irritating to actually try and find the, the Niven numbers. Uh, when you look it up on Wikipedia, it stops at 201. 201 is a Niven number, which I was kind of, it was kind of funny to think about. Hmm. But all even integers of... Uh, all even like century marks are Niven numbers. So, you know, five hundred is one because five plus zero plus zero is five, and five is divided by five to five hundred. So it's it's that kind of thing to, easy about. But it's the the kind of a funny thing to think about. So I just had to sh- we had to share with the group. Today is also a fun little um, birthday for a punctuation mark. You never thought that birth uh, that a birthmarks. You never thought the birthmarks would have a uh, you never thought that uh, punctuation marks would actually have a birthday, but today is the birthday of the Interrobang. 
That is a uh, funky little thing. It's a question mark and an exclamation point all at the same point in time. And if you really want to know what it means, it's actually a real character. You can type it. So if you're in a word processing program and you're on a Windows computer, you hold in the Alt key, you hit 203D, and then let go of the Alt key, and you will get your Interabang. If you are on uh, a, a, web, uh, a web browser, this does not work. It does other things, but... There's actually a hex code that you can go to put in there. There's an Interrobang in our uh, fun little uh, show notes that you can actually see what it does. But if you'd like to find out how to actually get one, you can actually type it in any of these di- different little things. Uh, on the uh, the actual hex uh, HTML entry, you have to put in ampersand number X203D semicolon, and you will actually get it. So... <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool, so I just wanted to share with the group. That's one of those weird things that you didn't think to actually uh, uh, do, do, but an interrobang actually means that you're surprised and questioning all at the same point in time. So you're just, so it's when you would want to put both of them, but you only have uh, one in, in, in terabang to use. <laughs> so there you go, <laughs> and no one's half the battle. Go, Joe. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> Next, uh, we have Saving NASA or Funding NASA. There's two little short videos that I actually put up there this week that uh, we had over at the Caffeination Podcast. So you head on over to caffeination.com. You can find these two things. The one is from Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he's basically talking about the, the fact that we've stopped dreaming. And he talked about that, what, what culture was like in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s when the space program was still alive and well. And it's like everybody was talking about the future, and everybody was talking about, you know, like, this is the car of tomorrow, the the uh, the the dress of tomorrow, the, the house of tomorrow, and there is no tomorrow for the kids today because there, there's no exploration, there's no boldly going, as as the case may be in a geek kind of sense, because NASA is underfunded, and NASA is so underfunded that you know they don't do anything anymore. Like they have all these other small little missions, and they have the the uh, you know the uh, the space station, but it's nothing like what it was. It's like they set a point and they went to the moon. It's like we haven't been to Mars. We haven't been to all these other things that are actually out there. And uh, it's just one of those weird things where if you actually listen to the video, it's really empowering and really kind of hard-hitting. And he basically says, if you take the bailout that the Fed put out, uh, and it was like $850 billion, that one sum that the government paid to actually bail out the banks, whether or not you agree with it, is more than the collective uh, budget for NASA has ever spent. Wow. So, and he says, if you take the tax dollar as it is right now, you cut four-tenths of an inch into the tax dollar, into the actual dollar, and you would get the amount of our budget right now that is spent on NASA, and you haven't even hit the ink of the actual bill. Wow. But if you take the spending on the defense and everything else, it's something like 49% of the bill. It's, it's pretty crazy. So he's basically saying, you know, for if you want to America to, to actually get back into being in a, a position of prominence in uh, science and engineering and technology areas, you have to give kids something to shoot for. They have to want to be an astronaut. They have to want to build something to go into space. So he said the best way to do that is to actually give them a career path by, by putting this high, high moral up there. I, I don't know any kids who want to be astronauts astronauts anymore no i can't think of any i mean it's like it's like you see it's like i want to be a fire truck i want to be a fireman i want to be it's like there's all these funny things because they see these things these are like real heroes astronauts were the real heroes yeah. it's like they were the people who who seriously did things that you could never imagine 
So I would rather have an astronaut as somebody to look up to than, you know, one of the rock stars or anything else that's out there right now. <laughs> so that's just one of those things that I kind of felt a little strongly about. And then on the al- opposite side of that, there was a really cool presentation released by Ted this week. And Ted usually has, you know, really hard-hitting kind of, uh, uh, m- you know, direct-to-the-point slam-jamming kind of, <laughs> kind of uh, things. But this was a little bit different. This is an entire uh, sketch by Improv Anywhere, the people who give you the no-pants sub- subway ride in New York and a whole bunch of, I think they even help uh, with SantaCon and stuff like that. But um, they, they had an entire presentation where they had a hapless presenter um, get the spinning beach ball of death. And then all of the different people came out. They had this, the, There were beach balls that appeared out of absolutely nowhere. There were spinning umbrellas. There were people that came out in rainbow wigs. There were people in morph suits that started jumping out with all these different little colors uh, on their thing. And they started dancing around, and then they went away. The audience had absolutely no clue that this was happening. And the best part about this, all the people that you see in that that uh, photo right there mm-hmm. signed up to go to a, a uh, improv everywhere workshop at Ted. So those are all attendees or presenters <laughs> that actually pulled this off, except for the, uh, the the guy who actually did it. So his name is uh, Eugene Cordero. Uh, he did a really good job of selling it. He, he sits there and looks uh, kind of dumbfounded as it looks like his presentation uh, stalls until you finally hear like the Mac error sounds, and then all of a sudden you hear the. <laughs> The, the wild eep sound, which doesn't exist on a current macro operating system, but it was just really cool to actually kind of see. So I, I love the uh, the thing in there. You actually have to watch the whole video. Some of the, some of the uh, performances are very striking. All right, well, let's, uh, we'll go on to the next one, which is uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, which actually I did not know still was being printed, is uh, Stop. Is uh, stopping uh, the presses after 244 years, yeah. which is uh, quite a long time. Huh? Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. I mean, when you when you really think about it, I mean, uh, do you remember doing uh, research in encyclopedias and having yes. to learn how to cite it and do everything like that? Yeah. <laughs> and I even remember asking my parents why we didn't have a set of encyclopedias at home. <laughs> and they're like, hey, that's really expensive. Did you see the price that they actually said? A, a set of the last edition of Encyclopedia Britannica's that are ever going to be released. Uh, they said, oh man, it, it was a set of 32 volumes, 32 or 36 volumes, and it cost over $1,100 for one set. That That's just insane when you really think about it. Only 8,000 of the 2010 sets have been sold, and the remaining 4,000 have been stored. So wow. It's basically until people buy them up. So if you'd really like an Encyclopedia Britannica at your home. So what are they going to call Encyclopedia Brown now? Is it going to be Wikipedia Brown? Maybe. So is his mood going to change depending on what happens? Can you edit, can you edit the detective going through the stories? Is he even still around? I don't know. Why don't you know these things? I um. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, this is uh, this is a funky episode. There's all kinds. Uh, I've had I think about a pot and a half of coffee so far today. So I'm not only caffeinated. I can see time. Right. I've actually seen into the future. I've been moving so fast in the uh, dress rehearsals for this that I was actually pointing at the uh, the screen on Steve's computer and then just starting to time it out so that I was pointing to it during during the uh, the time when I was pointing it. It was just freaking me out after a little <laughs> bit. It's really hard to stop doing something like that. But all right, the next fun thing that we found was that Anonymous, the uh, hacker... Um, Organization. I, I, I even hesitate to call them true hackers because some of them are. Some of them are just social engineers. Some of them are script kiddies, just people who download programs and run them to, to, to kind of run amok. They are at once both childish 
and insanely brilliant in how they act. So they've had a lot of bad press recently where one of their own actually started uh, turned over to the feds and started snitching on the different people that actually he worked with. So, it, you know, it, it took out part of their uh, organization, but now they were releasing their own OS. So it's the Anonymous, uh, the Anonymous OS, which I really think they should have named the Anonymous. Mm-hmm. It just would have worked. Just drop the U at the end and it would have worked perfectly. I actually kind of want to test it out. It has a whole bunch of security tools and everything kind of built into it. And I'm pretty sure that they didn't leave any backdoors or anything like that in there. Because, I mean, seriously, if you're a group of people who pride themselves on anonymity, why... That was a hard word to say. It was. I almost messed it up. Uh, I'm I impressed. skin of my teeth. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of things that you could do in there, but if they really kind of uh, if they really kind of cut it that close and started putting back doors in there, you know one of their own members would find it. This, is gonna, this strikes me as something that could end up being like uh, OpenBSD, which I think in the 32 or 36 years that it was out, uh, it's still being produced, but it, uh, the last time I checked was like 36 years after it was released. It had never had a single exploit in the install disk. So it's like you could install that, and it's rock solid until you add something else into it. So it's pretty cool. It's based on Ubuntu, so it's kind of interesting, and it uses their own uh, Mate do- desktop environment. So it's actually a uh, kind of interesting little thing to use. I, yeah. I, I might give it a shot, even just for the wallpaper. Yeah, I would say that. The wallpaper is really nice. It's, it's pretty swag. It, it, it has a definite je ne sais quoi. How do you say uh, it? <laughs> So, yeah, there's all kinds of fun things. And the, the, the V for Vendetta thing that they got going, I like it. And at the same point in time, it's kind of a little bit hackneyed. I like the uh, the much more the suit with the question mark yeah. up at the top because that's androgynous. It's neither male nor female. And it doesn't have any kind of... Uh, dangerous connotations to it because you I mean guy fox man he tried to blow up parliament <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily if you're actually trying to do something in, in the world and you're trying to do something good right. I mean, you don't want to necessarily be associated with uh, the guy who tried to blow up parliament but they might I have cannot. to they might have to put that um was that enterobang right there yeah yeah the enterobang you're both questioning <laughs> and excited that's right so the anonymous <laughs> or the anonymous <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll probably be shut down within a week. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, uh, the, actually, the last little thing we got for you here in the Geekcraft section at the Caffeination Podcast. I'm getting a little tired of summing t- in uh, infographics. How about you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, some, some of them are, are interesting. Some of them need a little work, shall we just say. So I decided to make an infographic about the infographics that are out there. This is the death of infographics. There's people who make infographics. This is a lovely Venn diagram. It's kind of hard to explain how you do this, but people who make infographics are in one circle. The useful infographics are in another circle, and infographics that actually need to be made are in a third circle. They're actually set up much like a uh, a triskelis. Each one is completely independent, and then the perfect infographic is at a lovely little pink section in the middle. Um, I, I don't know uh, uh, what exactly people are thinking because i've seen some that are just incredibly long and drawn out and it's like you have to scroll all the way down they don't realize that as the in the uh, as the infographic actually goes down below one page level and you have to scroll it completely loses meaning and somebody's already lost you especially if it's really convoluted (laughs) so i mean yes there are useful infographics but but the people who are going to make them are not the people who make infographics. It's the people who think that they need them. That's how much it's pro- <laughs> that's how it really needs to go from now on. So you can stop making infographics. Please just put a blog out there, and we'll be all right about it. 
All right, we now have Steve's World, and we are going to. We've had a lot of positive press about Steve's World, and uh, he has some interesting and fun gems for us here today. So uh, we have to do the uh, intro now, and I actually have some fun intro music lined up. So here we go. Uh, four, three, two, one. I should have cued it a little better. Probably. Hi there, ladies and gentlemen. This is Steve's World. We're the insane is possible, where the gross commonplace, and more than anything, where he rules. That's right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just watching that video, <laughs> and uh, I actually have it playing in my head. But uh, <laughs> let's get started with, uh, of course, the fun facts of the week, and uh, I actually have quite a few, and uh, I'm going to save the best for last, because apparently... We had uh, some good reviews on the disgusting one last week. So we're going to start off with uh, something, you know, let's start off with a little sports. Uh, the huddle formation used in football uh, actually came from a deaf football player. Uh, the, uh, Paul, His name was Paul Hubbard, uh, the quarterback for, uh, I'm, I'm going to slash this one to death, Gallaudet University, which is the, for the deaf and hard of hearing. And it came up with the hell in the 40s. So the pr- the purpose was to prevent the other teams from reading their sign language. Pretty interesting, I think. <laughs> and uh, we'll move right along with uh, a Chinese designer by the name of Dazi Zhang. Came up with the idea of a cell phone powered by uh, Coca-Cola. Which would probably uh, work really well later <laughs> on. <laughs> and uh, we're going to keep on moving here. So yeah. I have a question for you before we get too much further. Okay. If you mispronounce the name of the deaf university, are they going to know? All right, we're moving on. I'm pretty sure they can read lips. <laughs> Not on a camera like this. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> All right. And uh, we'll go with... Uh, we got... I think three more. I'll leave the, like I said, the, uh, the gross for last. Uh, by feeding hens certain dye, their egg yolk color changes. So, of course, green eggs and ham would come up. Oh, that's pretty awesome. What do you, have, I, to, what do you have to feed a chicken to make, to make that happen? <laughs> I guess color dye. Uh, the color of the chicken's egg yolk is dependent on the diet of the hen. So the diet. Yeah, so, certain so kinds so of corn can make the yolk look more orange or yellow. So what do you have to feed it to make it lay, lay a green egg? Uh, copper nails. Copper nails. <laughs> no, that's for flames. Well, if you feed a pepper, it can make the yolk look red. All right, uh, that, that, that's cool. that's getting there. Yeah, that's getting there. That'd be it. Ready for an angry omelet? Sear <laughs> <laughs> you up some hate eggs. That's what we got now. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll end the you know the decent with uh, what I found out probably about an hour ago is that if you if you press the exclamation point on the Yahoo homepage. It will sing the Yahoo. <laughs> All right, now hold on one second. We got to actually try that out. So just go to the Yahoo homepage, and we're stopping your theme music. Just that's right. Now. So just go to the Yahoo th- homepage. Right. No, no. Just click on the uh, exclamation point. Just click on it. Click on it. All right. Let's make sure we got this here. Yahoo. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. That's pretty awesome. That's right. <laughs> 
guaranteed tomorrow you'll have about a bunch of people <laughs> See, doing that, that. that. That's just a little weird because when you really think about it, like the the one that they actually have is like a whole like chorus singing it. It's yeah. not like the the original one was yeah. <laughs> Little, little warble there. Well, we might need to write to them. Uh, let them know. I want the original back. Yeah, tell them how you feel. All right. <laughs> From the heart. That's right. And uh, we'll end the fun facts with, uh, I guess, what people have been waiting for, uh, which is uh, the gross fact of the week. And it was discovered on a space mission that a frog can throw up. What happens is the frog throws up its stomach first, so the stomach is dangling out of its mouth. I'm picturing this, and it's really disgusting. <laughs> Then the frog uses its forearms to dig out all of the stomach's contents and then swallows his stomach back down again. That is, uh... So he doesn't need Pepto? Uh, now, I think that takes anorexia to a whole yeah, new level. That, that's a nausea, heartburn, indigestion, <laughs> upset stomach, throw your stomach up. <laughs> Pepto-bismol. <laughs> Pepto-bismol. So that, that reminds me of the, the sea cucumber. I was telling you about, uh, about this uh, earlier. The sea cucumber is a critter that lives under the, the ocean. Right. It can actually throw up all of its internal organs and leave them there <laughs> as a way to try and scare people that would scare a lot of me it's like <laughs> have a kidney i'm grounded <laughs> <laughs> all right moving right along all right we'll move. thank you very much for the fun facts of the week that's right and we'll uh, go straight to the uh caffeination review of the darkness 2 now uh you didn't get a chance to play this yet not yet and uh of course i i have and uh, i must say that i was very impressed i with everything about it um you know i thought the graphics were neat i thought the uh the gameplay was really well the storyline everything i i as i said in the review i think uh you know one of the main things that probably i would like to see more of was uh playing more of the little darkling uh which so is, is that the guy that's on the screen right now uh yeah that's the little guy right there okay. and uh you know what i i will admit i di- i didn't play the first game and uh i don't know I really didn't know if uh, you had a uh, time to play him in the first one, but in the second one you get you get very little time, and I think you know you, you, I think it'd be a lot more fun. Cool. All right. So I mean, that, as I put on the bomb, you you gave me this suggestion. You know, use coffee beans or mushrooms. I'm, nah, I'm a Zelda fan. I'll use hearts. <laughs> so I gave it four out of five hearts, and uh, yeah, I was very impressed, and I'll uh, be keep playing for a little while longer. Awesome. I'm gonna have to borrow it off you. That's right. <laughs> so so I got a question for you. Would you say rent, own? Or pre-owned? Ooh. Um, you know what? I would say pre-owned. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't go out and spend like the 50 bucks, you know. It, it's a great game, but you know, it, it, by the time by the time you actually are able to play the game and finish, they've already got the third one coming out. You're like, you know what? I should have just either <laughs> Is there going to be a third one? You know what? It, it leaves you hanging. Okay. It does leave All you right. hanging. All right. So that's a, that's a good good thing to know. Thank you very much. And that's what we try and do here, uh, what we've been trying to do here at the Caffeination. We try and give you as most of an honest review as we possibly can of anything that we, we try out. If it's a, a book that's coming out next week that we have a, a review of that one for, uh, it's uh, the Linux command line. It's a fun little thing going on. But um, you know, whatever we feel when we're reading it, we're real people. It's like we're people who have no money. <laughs> so it's like it, money is very de- near and dear to us. If we aren't going to spend the money to actually go out and buy this, we don't want you to. So uh, we, we think it's a really good game, but pre-owned is probably a good option for most people. Unless yeah. you've played the first one and you're really digging on it. Yeah. So thank you very much for uh, 2K for sending that one along. Yeah. 
All right. And remember, you too can own your very own copy of that. Just shoot an email to caffeination at gmail.com and you have the darkness in the title. And whatever you want in the body. Yeah, just beg, plead, steal, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving right along. Is that the end of Steve's World today? That is the end of Steve's World today. Okay, awesome. So uh, we're going to have a whole fun bevy of other things to, to come up after this. But we have Coffee, the Terrorists of One. I saw this last night, and I got really irritated. So much so that I actually sat there and tried to type out a blog post on the iPad. And... <laughs> It's a lot harder than I thought it was because the iPad version of WordPress doesn't have like all the fun uh, editing capabilities that the other one does. <laughs> so I'm sitting here writing in code, and I'm actually saying, okay, I spent all week recoding my own website. I should be able to write in code for this one. You can preview what it's going to look like. You just can't click something and make it uh, normal, bold, and all that. It's like if you want to put an image in there, you, there's, all, like, there's all kinds of things you had to do. So it was a little bit of a pain, but I got it in there. Here's the thing. The FBI has released 25 separate guides that show you how you can spot a terrorist. Depending on which industry you work in, you really need to check it out. So we have airport service providers. I'm pretty sure it's easier to spot somebody who's a terrorist in the airport than it is in, say, a coffee shop. But they have tips for people working in coffee shops. For instance, terrorists are not going to let you look at their laptop screen. They're going to have software on your laptop that, so that somebody wouldn't be able to actually use their laptop if they took it. They're going to pay for coffee with the nefarious begins cash. Yeah, I'm going to let that one sink in. <laughs> if you pay for your coffee with cash, t the FBI wants the baristas everywhere to watch out for it. You know what? It's it's pretty ridiculous. I, I'm just going to call shenanigans on this whole thing. It's the FBI here. I mean, I guess when, when you, you take everything into account, that might have been an indicator. But I, it can't have been an indicator over somebody who, like our family, we don't use the card so much anymore. It's nice to have 20 bucks in your hand and say, okay, when this $20 is gone, I no longer can buy coffee. So I need to be sure that I have the money left. I, I'm not going to sit there and remember the balance on the card or something like that. So if I get, you know, to $18 back, or if uh, if you have a uh, keep cup, you can actually go into most establishments and actually get a reduced price coffee. I found out Saxby's actually only charges you $1.72 for a refill, refill of a full 16 ounces. Uh, Starbucks, depending on which Starbucks you go into, actually will charge you a dollar for 16 ounces of coffee, which is pretty much unheard of. Or uh, $2 or $3. Depends on the, the person who's behind the counter. But just watch out. Because they might be tracking you if you have cash. Oh, boy. And you know what? If I was in a cafe, I'm not going to let anybody look at my screen. <laughs> I have software on my computer that makes it so that people, if they take my stuff, they don't get my stuff. I mean, that's that's common sense. That's, that's things that you would normally do if you were a security-minded individual. So there's all these other things that are out there. For instance, they say if people are buying large amounts of ammunition then they might be a terrorist. So it's like, well, that one would kind of send a red flag up. I could see that, you know, unless, of course, they're running a shooting range or something like that. I mean, there's all these tiny little things. So if you work in the uh, beauty and drug suppliers, bulk fuel distributors, construction sites, drive, uh, dive and boat shops, electronics stores. Uh, oh, yeah, for one of the things for the video game areas was uh, if you find somebody buying an inordinate amount of combat-based video games. So both Steve and I are actually terrorists. That's that's probably what's going to come out. 
Yeah, so either Anonymous is going to shut us down or we're going to have our doors kicked in by the end of the week. And you don't even live here. How fair is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was a little irritated about that, so I decided to uh, to send that out. So you can actually go over to the, the fun little uh, link that's in the bottom of the show notes, and you can actually see the the uh, list that's at the bottom of that. It's uh, labeled as, uh, here's the full guide via the FBI. It's fun to look over to see if it actually makes sense or if it doesn't, because I'd say it's roughly 50-50 as you're going through the guides. It's like, a, yeah, you know what? That's probably a good thing to make mention of. Versus, are you kidding me? <laughs> so we have people who work in construction sites. I know people who work in the airline industry and in the theater industry and stuff like that. So got people that's out there. So we're going to put people out on there. Look outside for black helicopters. Steve, do you hear anything? Nope, they're on stealth mode. That's great. So if the window gets kicked in during this live <laughs> broadcast, now you can't shut us down because we're live. But you know what? Most of the other people on Ustream are watching the Penguin Cam. That's right. That's they have 2,200 <laughs> people watching the Penguin Cam right now. That is disgusting. <laughs> All right. How many other cans are they going to have? I don't know. We have the Shibu Inu puppies. You have the, the Penguin. There was another one out there, right? I think it was like cheese molding. There's probably grass growing. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna put a camera on my dog as she's scratching herself because that's probably good for at least four or five hundred views. It's ridiculous. All right, we both have to be attractive women in animal suits having a pillow fight, and then we'll get some views. It's quite an imagination you have there. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. All right, so uh, the next little fun thing that we have, uh, we were sent this by uh, Mass over at I Need Coffee. Um, we, this is a great blog called DrawCoffee.com. This gentleman does sketches on coffee filters. So uh, so it's, it's really kind of cool to actually scroll through. Some of them are sponsored, some of them aren't. Uh, he has people basically do donations, and he's trying to get himself to a uh, – he actually did finally uh, finalize the thing. He's trying to get to a uh, an AeroPress uh, – uh, competition. So it's the uh, Northeast Regional Aeropress Championship. So he's uh, heading there thanks to the uh, generosity of uh, the people. But there's all kinds of really cool uh, designs that the man has done. And you know what? The, the thing that I've seen about people who are really good at sketching, it's like I have to work to get it looking as bad as I do. And the people who are really good at sketching, it's like their work always comes off so polished like the first time around. It's just disgusting. It's like you're looking at it going, I can't believe that this this was sitting in your brain and you just happened to do it out because you were sitting there. <laughs> so it's, I, I stand in awe of people like this and uh, the gentleman who runs this site, uh, Ben Blake, has just an amazing amount of talent. So I just had to share that with the group because it's really, really cool. All right, now the uh, next thing that we have for you, if I can ever get the camera to actually work, is gluten-sensitive, then coffee might not actually be for you. Uh, we have uh, Mass, who also runs CriticalMass.com, as a great little article about how uh, the people who are gluten-sensitive, which basically means your, your body has a reaction to glutens. And I'm not going to go into the whole thing, whether or not it's celiac disease or other things that actually could cause gluten sensitivity, but there's a whole different range. And from people who get an up upset stomach when they have wheat, pasta to all the way down to people who can't even be near gluten can't touch it if it, there's cross-contamination like their food was cooked on the same cookware that had something that had gluten in it without being thoroughly washed they can get incredibly sick so it, it's just kind of crazy but you know the the uh it's quite possible that the uh the there is a cross allergy between the protein that is actually in brewed coffee 
and uh, certain uh, glucose-based deficiencies. So it's one of those things where if you are gluten-sensitive, you should probably pay attention to what kind of coffee you actually drink. So I'm going to let Mass, who actually did a lot more reading into the science behind it, actually uh, tell you all about it. But you should head on over there and check it out. It's a really good uh, resource for this. And the best thing about his his work is whenever he actually talks about medical findings, he links directly to the stuff that he's talking about, which is just that's what you really want in an article. Yeah. Not somebody, you know, fumbling his way through it in a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, next little thing we got for you here. Uh it's a Cadbury cream egg coffee. And unfortunately I will not be tasting this. Uh, unfortunately, what do you uh, mean? You know, I, I'm I don't care what is in a coffee, I will not taste it. The coffee burgers were one thing, but this is <laughs> coffee. And uh, what we're talking about here is, uh, I don't know how somebody came up with this idea, but what you do is you take a Cadbury cream egg and you just dip the, dissolve the whole thing in the in a cup of coffee and there you go. Crack that sucker open and stir it. I think the most horrible thing about it is that they put whipped cream all over the top. I wonder what it tastes like without it. So, I mean, that's a whole lot of sugar and chocolate that's going into the coffee. I've done things like dropping ice cream into my coffee. And, you know, I've, I've done some pretty crazy things. Like, But, you know, there's actually another blog out there that I can't remember where it is. But this gentleman put all kinds of weird, weird stuff into his coffee. I mean, like one day he put butter in there just to see what it would taste like. I'm sorry I'm adventurous, but that that's Bear Grylls style. Yeah. that that That's just straight out crazy, so... All right, and then the next little thing we got for you here is uh, I actually thought this was pretty interesting. There's a secret menu behind Starbucks. So in case you are a fan of the the bean and you are a fan of Starbucks, so then uh, you actually can go over there. Apparently there's 87,000 drink menu combinations that you can try at Starbucks from all of the different uh, additives, coffees, teas, chais, whatever they have. So everybody's very well acquainted with the fact that they have tall for the small, they have venti for the biggie, and they have grande for the middle one. And love it or hate it, that's what they call it. But there's also another size that's not out there. But it's on the register. It's called a short. Hmm. So you can order it. It's less expensive than everything else. And it's a normal-sized cup of something. They have cups for it. They'll just put less coffee in it. It's, it's, it's actually you know kind of interesting and neat to, to see there. And the funny thing is, if you order a short cappuccino, it actually tastes a ton better than a tall cappuccino because the milk is unable to be frothed over the the uh, the six ounces or whatever the the smaller one is. So you, if you're actually trying to do that and you actually make it up to the, all the way up to the tall, it starts collapsing in on itself. You just end up with a regular latte, and it doesn't taste the same. Although it probably tastes all the same to you. Yeah. So, but they have other things that are out there which I actually thought was funny. I mean, these are standard coffee house things, but just aren't on the menu. A red eye, a black eye, and a green eye. One shot, two shots, three shot of espresso. So you turn into the Hulk with three three shots. I actually saw the uh, the three shots of espresso in a, in a coffee was actually called the Liquid Crack at a play at a coffee house downtown near South Street called the Venus Flytrap. So this is like 15 years ago, but they had liquid crack, and that was my favorite drink when I went in there because they knew how to make espresso back in the day, and they made a really good liquid crack. <laughs> so that would be the green eye. They have the poor man's latte, the poor man's chai latte. These are all different things that you can kind of mix and match other ingredients to make less expensive versions of things that they have on the menu in other areas. So I, I love this kind of thing. It's like it's kind of like the uh, the hacking IKEA website. So uh, if you ever saw Hacking Ikea, 
It's it's a website where you can put together different kits from IKEA to actually make better furniture than they usually sell. So there, there's a whole kind of bunch of bunch of funny things here, and I think Steve is looking at the uh, Captain Crunch. That's exactly now. what I'm looking it's at. Fancy that this combination of hazelnut syrup. Uh, or a toffee nut in a strawberries and cream frappuccino is a dead ringer for the flavor of Captain Crunch cereal. I think <laughs> I might have to try that, even though I'm really not a latte kind of guy. Um, yeah, and I, for when I first actually saw it, they have something called a Zelbro, zebra mocha. I thought it was a Zelda mocha, and I was probably <laughs> going to try and get Steve to try that one, but that's not just not in the cards, people. All right. <laughs> All right, I have a, uh, uh, I think that's about it. I think we are, are done with the, the inanity. Uh, but our final thought for this week, we're going rope swing? Rope swing. Okay, so if you uh, head on over to the Caffeination blog, you can find we have a, uh, our final thought for the week is this fun, really awesome video that we found. It is an epic rope swing. It's basically a bunch of kids who go out into the middle of uh, the desert near Arizona or something like that, and they have one of those giant stone arches. It must be like 150 feet up. Oh, yeah. And they have all kinds of gear, mountain climbing, and they just leap right off the side, and they're swinging back and forth, and it just looks like one of the most fun things that I've ever seen. So it's actually by the guys who did the trike drifting from last week. So make sure you head on over there and check that out. That is just some really awesome stuff. Yeah, and make sure you watch that video at full screen because that definitely gives you the feeling. Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> when, you, when you see that guy step off the ledge and just drop, you're like, whoa. And you actually feel it like yeah. deep in your chest. So it's really kind of cool. So thank you ever so much for listening. And stay caffeinated, people. <laughs>